It has happened in Vegas. The Cubs going to stay in Vegas. And for the first time, the Golden Knights are Stanley Cup champions. the Ice Guy, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guy Season Finale Edition. Uh, Thursday, June 15th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you one final time uh, as far as our live uh, presentations of the Ice Guys are concerned for 2022-2023. The season has come to an end, and as you saw on YouTube or heard on our podcast version, uh, the final moments of Vegas clinching their first Stanley Cup championship in a long, trying, very, very you know massive wait for them, six long years uh, for this Stanley Cup, uh, but they get it done uh, in game five in convincing fashion, nine to three. That was the sound of Chris Cuthbert, by the way, with the uh, final call on Sportsnet the other night. And you can always count on him to put some kind of, you know, tagline or some kind of, you know, nice little touch on it. And he said the, the cup is in Vegas. It's going to stay in Vegas. Uh, I remember when he called CFL years ago still, and he came up with the revamped stamps or champs. Uh, and he's just, he's got that knack for, uh, a, some kind of clever little, uh, you know, exclamation point call, uh, for a championship moment. But, uh, the Vegas golden Knights are indeed a Stanley cup champions. You know, I'm not going to belabor the point because we've seen and talked about it so much, uh, over the uh, last few weeks, especially as Vegas really started to get even stronger. I felt as the playoffs went on toward the end of the Edmonton series, the Dallas stars and the Western conference final, and then, of course, just a convincing and thorough dominant performance in five games to beat the Florida Panthers. Uh, and it was just a team that, again, one through four, uh, to all four lines contributed for this team. It didn't matter that it was uh, Eichel, Marcheseau, uh, or and company on the top line, uh, Barbashev. It didn't matter if it was the second line, the third line, the fourth line with Carrier, Wah, and Kolasar, which was phenomenal throughout the entire playoffs. Everyone made an impact. 
to help the Vegas Golden Knights get to this point as champions for the first time. And then, of course, the blue line. What can we say? One through six, as good as it gets, as balanced as it gets, as deep as it gets. I stand by my uh, declaration that they have the best third pair defense right now in the NHL. How can they not be the way they played? Nicholas Haig and Zach Whitecloud, better than a lot of teams' second pair defense. Honestly, the way they played, they were that good. And, of course, the Aiden Hill story, which is just spectacular. You know, fifth goalie getting the net at some point this year for the Vegas Golden Knights, following, obviously, Logan Thompson, following Yuri Patera, got a couple of starts. Uh, Jonathan Quick got in the net a few times after the trade with L.A., uh, Laurent Brossois uh, started the playoffs as their number one goalie before he gets injured. And all of a sudden uh, it is, uh, you know, Aiden Hill taking over and obviously making the most of his opportunity with just a sensational playoff performance punctuated by a terrific Stanley Cup final where he outperformed, quite honestly, the goalie that was outperforming everybody in the playoffs up until the Stanley Cup final in Sergei Bobrovsky. So, Complete team effort. Bruce Cassidy and the coaching staff, outstanding. Congrats to Bruce for his first Stanley Cup after coming up short with Boston in that tough seven-game series defeat to St. Louis uh, in 2019. And shout-out, Alex, too, to John Stevens, assistant coach for Vegas, now getting his third Stanley Cup as an assistant coach. Remember, he won two with Daryl Sutter uh, with the Los Angeles Kings as an assistant to him. And now he gets one with Bruce Cassidy on his coaching staff. So John Stevens now as an assistant. Now a three-time Stanley Cup champion. Best team won, Alex. There's not much more to say other than that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it, it's, it was a, such an up-and-down postseason from a betting perspective, I think, for a lot of people. From from what I heard, you know, a lot of people were able to, you know, thankfully, like I said, with the, the modern system we have now of being able to adjust in within the series and, and bet just from game to game, period to period, betting in-game, uh, I, I think that's really kind of helped a lot of people. I know it saved me for sure. Uh, because a lot of the, the series positions I had pre-flop in the first and second rounds, a lot of them didn't come in. Of course, Boston being the biggest collapse, but they hit a couple of it. You know, from a fan perspective and a viewing perspective, this was actually a really good uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. You know, and, and I know it, you know it, it labored on at times. We saw a lot of overtimes, but we saw a lot of compelling action. And we saw just a lot of, you know, things that we just really didn't expect to see. We thought, you know, teams that we thought would do a lot better in the postseason didn't. And teams who, you know, shocked us like Florida and Vegas get all the way to the final and exit Vegas playing the best hockey at the best time. And that's what this tournament is all about. Uh, ultimately, it, it, it takes a lot to get there. You have to have a great team and a great setup to get into the postseason. But once you get there, it's a whole different story. The reason they called that second season and, and Vegas certainly conquered that second season. So congrats to them. Congrats to that city. And, uh, of course, we did our live betcast for Game 5, which ended up being the clinching game uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. And we had to sweat a late push from Jack – well, not so much Jack Eichel, but especially Mark Stone with the hat trick in Game 5 and Aiden Hill with another terrific performance to see if Jonathan Marcheseau would still maintain his – a pole position, if you will, as uh, and the front-running position to be the Smythe Trophy winner. And sure enough, that was not enough. Jonathan so ends up being the uh, Smythe Trophy winner uh, with just a terrific playoffs and terrific Stanley Cup final. Uh, he became a point-scoring machine, as we documented throughout the playoffs. It's a reason why we kept hammering that Jonathan so point prop. Uh, throughout the playoffs, especially in the last two rounds, which is really when he started to find it and, and get just on a terrific uh, role uh, offensively for the Golden Knights. But you know what's funny, too, is 
you have to be able to turn around some elements of your game that aren't that strong at times during the season, especially late in the playoffs. If you're going to win a Stanley Cup all season long, the Vegas power play was mediocre all season long. The Vegas penalty kill was mediocre. And man, did they ever get things rolling uh, with their special teams later in the playoffs, the Dallas series, and especially here in the Stanley Cup final against Florida. You've got to be able to fix the parts of your game that aren't exactly clicking on all cylinders. And they got the special teams going to go with their extraordinary five-on-five even strength play, which is what got them this far uh, to begin with. So there really wasn't any holes. There really wasn't any chinks in the armor. Uh, and congratulations to the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled, Alex, that they're doing their championship parade Saturday at night. I think it's the first time I've ever seen a night parade for a, a major champion uh, in pro and major North American pro sports. And it makes all the sense in the world. This is a bright lights kind of town of Vegas, uh, the strip and everything that goes with it always just becomes even more uh, predominant at night as opposed to in the middle of the day. So it's the right call. It's going to be wonderful to see uh, a 7 PM local time parade route through the strip, starting at uh, Tropicana Boulevard there. Uh, it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. The rally is going to take place just outside T-Mobile Arena with all the speeches, and that's always good shit because everyone's trashed and in the bag already. When it's uh, you can and you can imagine when that uh, rally starts and the speeches begin, it's going to be 9 p.m. in Las Vegas at that time on a Saturday night. You don't think those guys are going to have a few in their system by then? Uh, so that should make for some uh, pretty entertaining stuff as far as the uh, rally goes on Saturday night. But I'm looking forward to checking that out, Alex. I got to say. Yeah, the words of the wise, especially if you're going to be in the crowd, pace yourself because you're talking about high heat and a very, very long day. Uh, that, like I said, yeah, I've never heard of a night parade before, and this is probably the only time you can ever pull off a night parade. Certainly couldn't do that in other cities and for other teams, but uh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be great fireworks displays throughout with all the hotels and everything involved. So it's going to definitely be a one-of-a-kind celebration. And what else can you expect from a city like Las Vegas to celebrate the first Stanley Cup and first professional? Uh, first major professional title it would definitely be something to watch yeah no question you already i actually saw a little bit of the interview mark stone did on pat mcafee's show and you could tell he was he was feeling it he was uh, a little tired a little hungover you could clearly tell there was not a whole lot of energy left in his system when he was doing that interview yesterday the the morning after obviously the uh, stanley cup win uh you, you saw what they you know they had the, the private celebration with the family friends of the players and coaches and management after the game uh, at Aria, I believe, and then they ended up going down to uh, Caesars uh, and the uh, nightclub there, Omni, I think it was, and Steve Aoki was the DJ there, and they they were doing some, I saw some of the scenes there, pretty wild, uh, pretty hectic, you know, we got some karaoke from some of the Vegas players as well, I know Aiden Hill got in on that, I mean, as if we don't love this Aiden Hill guy enough, and Alex had to t chat with his pops earlier in the year, but then he's having some of the most fun of any of the players during the celebrations at the nightclub. Uh, late in the night so uh, great stuff and uh, like I say Vegas going to be a dangerous team and Alex let's talk a little about Florida from their standpoint I mean this is a team that man you'd, you'd hear some of this with the uh, players that played through pain played through significant injury I mean Matthew Kachuk seriously playing through a broken fractured sternum in game four the fact he even played through it in game four is nuts and then Paul Maurice saying he's got a fucking teammate of his um, putting on his equipment for him dressing him like 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 a, like a mom or a dad dressing their little kid for kindergarten you know or something like that 
you know, that's what it, that, that's basically what happened with Matthew Kachuk. He was in so much pain. He couldn't even put his own equipment on. He needed a teammate to do that for him going into a game four. And yet he somehow still played the fact that he was even on the ice for a second, let alone, you know, the minutes he did play. And it was fewer minutes, but the fact he even played at all is absolutely fucking insane with what he was dealing with and shows you just the testament to these players and how tough they are and how, how desperate they are to get their name on the Stanley cup. That's what it's all about. And he played through that kind of pain. Aaron Eckblad with torn oblique and two shoulders dislocated. That's insane right there. A broken foot way back in the first round against Boston. And he didn't even know about it until or know that was the issue until the end of the second round. And he played through it the whole time. Didn't miss any time. It's insane. Aaron Eckblad Montour had injuries as well. Significant ones. I mean, just absolute incredible uh, willingness to play through incredible pain just to win a Stanley Cup, Alex. We hear this year after year, and yet every year I'm amazed at what these players go through and what they will play through. Yeah, and every year it seems to be amplified, the injuries, more and more. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, you know, if you listen to this, if you listen on the podcast, I want you to just take your hand to your chest. If you're watching this, do exactly what I'm doing. And I just want you to take a deep breath in and out quickly. That motion hurts like all fucking hell when you have a cracked sternum. I've heard this from people who've been through that, who've had issues with ribs and, and collarbones and anything in that chest area. Every motion you feel just your typical breathing hurts. You're talking about a guy who's exerting the utmost energy, skating at a high ability. Is it putting on padding, having to have someone help you get out of bed to dress you, someone to help you put on all of your equipment, take off all your equipment. To, to even, let alone the, the pain threshold, because you can take pain medication and, and block those things out, but for your brain to have that mental fortitude to even be able to try to do this, just to say, so I can play and, and have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. And I saw a lot of people on, on Twitter negatively saying that, you know, that, you know, the league's got to, you know, do something about this, that they got to, you know, step in the way of, of these players and, you know, shame on the training staffs and the dot. These are world-class medical experts that these teams have and, and this is still a business this is a billion dollar business no one's going to risk someone's livelihood at the end of the day for stanley cup these doctors these trainers these organizations they know the limits that that the body can go before they have to shut it down and they shut it down in this case now how he was able to like i said get himself together and play game four is a, is a miracle beyond me and, and any gigantic hit could have been catastrophic but at the same time, this is someone who's worked his entire life to get to that point in that moment. And if you had asked him, if you asked players, you've heard them say that in, in interviews, some of these guys are willing to die for the Stanley Cup. They're willing to die for the ultimate prize to get to the point that they've worked at their entire lives, uh, you know, to be here as a professional athlete. And for, for us to sit here on a keyboard or, or on our cell phone, Bones and to say, well, well, shame on him for trying to play through this. And yes, you know, at some point we all we do say this often about how yes, you have to protect yourself, and you also have to look at the better of the team. You talked about that with, with Boston, where they had players who shouldn't have been playing that first round. It cost them uh, a chance to advance out of there and possibly uh, have a a, a a true terrific mag, uh, magnificent season. But at the same time, if you can play that and you feel that you can do that and these doctors are going through the protocols to make sure that it is within safe and safe within within reason for those players to play. I just thought it was just ridiculous. Some of the, the comments that I saw throughout Twitter, you know, the people just trying to, to, to kind of shoo this down 
and, and you know, it's just like, okay, you know, no one's gonna, you know, press you to go on with a crack sternum to, you know, work your bank job, but you're not working, uh, you know, playing the Stanley Cup playoffs. You're not making ten million dollars a year, and, and you've been playing, working at this as you were a little kid to get to this point. It, it, it's apples and oranges. What these people have sacrificed to get to this point, you know, what's the point in sacrificing a little bit more? And, and kudos to them for doing it. And, and it, 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 it amazes me. And every time I talk to my mom about this and when I would talk to my dad, medical professionals, and they hear about people playing through these injuries, you know, I just see the look on their faces and, and how they just go, you know, it's, just, it's not possible. But that's just how important the Stanley Cup is to these guys that make it into the National Hockey League and make it to the playoffs every single year. Yeah, it's just they will do whatever it takes. They'll go through hell on earth to win a Stanley Cup. And I, look, the doctors are not going to – are not going to – say anything that's going to jeopardize someone's long-term health or risk them dying or anything like that. I'm sure in all these instances, they're probably telling Aaron Eckblad, Matthew Kachuk, don't play. Or it'd be at your best not to play. But if you do play, you will have this kind of pain, this kind of pain, this kind of pain. You won't die, but you'll have extreme, extreme pain. And you better be prepared for it if you do play. Like, I'm sure they warn them. Oh, and all these players, I'm sure, are saying, "Fuck that! Fuck this! Fuck that! I'm not. I'm playing. I have to. This is the Stanley Cup playoffs. We are here to win a championship. I will do whatever it takes to win one. Uh, to be available for my teammates. To be on the ice with them. And so, I the doctors. It's not like the doc. The people blaming the medical team for letting these guys play is just a bunch of garbage. You don't think they're trying to tell the players what the ramifications are if they play, if they continue to play through these." injuries that they're dealing with of course they do but the players at the end of the day this is like if it's a regular season game they're not playing clearly we know that but in the stanley cup playoffs with everything that's at stake you know it i think they decide we're still going to leave it more in the player's decision if he it feels you know like he can still with pain with the even with the pain they're going through play through it and this is not negligence on any doctor or any medical team member for the Florida Panthers, this is just, you know what? We told them what the ramifications are, what the uh, symptoms are. If you keep playing, that maybe every time you breathe, it's going to be significant pain, like in the case of Matthew Kachuk with the sternum. But you're a grown man. You're an adult. You know, we know what this is all about, trying to win a Stanley Cup. We have to leave the decision in the players' hands. Can they continue to play through it? But I just felt there was some people saying, what kind of doctors, what kind of medical team do we have here in the NHL that they're allowing these players to play through it? No. I mean, at the same, what are they going to do? They're going to just tell the player that say, the doctor is going to forbid and just tell the player, no, you cannot play. At the end of the day, players got to make that decision on his own. And and here's the thing. We're talking about tough athletes. These are, are, are not just, you know, uh, brittle people that you just push over and all of a sudden they break apart and fall. These they are have guys a higher work threshold than me than a lot of other people. Let's exactly right. Because they go through pain constantly. They're working out constantly. They're taking hits and bumps and bruises every game and every night. It's not like the regular season. They're, you know, bubble wrapped and all of a sudden, you know, now here they're just these hanging limbs over the last nine weeks of the playoffs. And, and keep in mind, Aaron Eckblad playing through a broken foot since the first round, popping his shoulder out twice, uh, having a torn bleed. They're not giving him Flintstone vitamins and baby aspirin, all right? Like, we're, we're talking about, once again, high-class, uh, uh, you know, doctors and organizations with world-class medication that now, of course, this goes into a whole different uh, uh, topic, of course, down the line. But when you're talking about five, six, seven, eight weeks, 
you can deal with that kind of treatment and play through that kind of pain. And if you can't, they assess that and then they sit you out. But you have to make that adjustment. And that's something that's a sacrifice you have to make. We talk about it all the time in this league, what it takes to be a champion. Sacrifice is one of those things. And that's the ultimate sacrifice, literally paying with your body throughout the year. And boy, did Florida pay the price uh, in terms of physical uh, punishment uh, to get as far as they did uh, here in the uh, Stanley Cup to the Stanley Cup final. Um, just unreal. Uh, as far as the team on the ice, um, man, you, now you've got guys that are going to have to, you know, obviously go through offseason reco- recovery, specifically Matthew Kachuk, Aaron Ekblad, among others. So availability for training camp and the start of the season's in jeopardy. It's just you've spent, spent so much energy and you've exhausted yourself physically, mentally, emotionally. The run to just get into the playoffs, barely Florida at the end of the regular season, and, and then going all the way to the Stanley Cup final. My first thought is Florida's not going to come close to duplicating what they did last year. Um, maybe they get their shit together late in the season and play better. But my first thought is this is a bet against team in October, uh, Florida. It's going to be, I think, very difficult for them to have a strong start to the season. Coming off this, the injuries that have been uh, accumulated here for some of their best players in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs – not going to be ready at 100%, many of them, for training camp. So early in the season, they look like a bit of a bet against. Um, I tell you what, if you bet against uh, this surprise guest, these surprise guests that are about to join us being on the show with us here for our season finale, if you bet against that, you would have lost. They are here. A special surprise visit from our guy, Jimmy Murphy and Maddie, with us here on the Ice Guys once again. What's up, Jimmy and Maddie? How are you? How's it going? Good. How you doing? Good. What's up, Maddie? Good. How are you? I'm good. That's Maddie good. just graduated from sixth grade today. Oh, oh congratulations. congratulations. Is daddy yeah. driving you nuts, Maddie? <laughs> <laughs> but she's come up and staying over. We're gonna have, we're gonna go out to dinner later with Nana, so we're we're pretty excited. Nice. Yeah, no doubt, nice. no doubt. Yeah. How are you enjoying school, Maddie? Hopefully more than I did. Uh it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> today was a little boring though, huh? Yeah. Too many speeches at the graduation. Yeah, no oh, doubt. Yeah, right? yeah. June, that's that. It's that time of year. Yeah, school's ending. Yep, yep. And uh, what plans do you got for the summer? You're gonna hang out with pops a lot, I hope. Yeah, yep. probably. Yeah. And what that's else? Good. Um. Well, I'm going to see my grandma in July, and I'm also going in July. I'm going to see the Ed Sheeran concert. Oh, nice! Um, Way to go. Live concerts are amazing. Yep. You know, and cheer camp, right? Yeah. Yep. Doing cheer camp. So oh, nice. way to go. Yeah, keep busy. Uh keep busy. That's my problem when I was young. I didn't keep busy enough in the summer. I just sat around <laughs> and did nothing. So yeah, that's good. Stay active, keep busy. Uh that's the way to be. A lot of uh, Sega Genesis for me back in the day. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, games and just, uh, yeah just uh, you know, it's, it's watching TV. That's what it was. TV and video games back in my day during the uh, summer. Other than when we went family would take me to the cottage. So uh, that's about it. But uh, Maddie, good to see you. Jimmy, good to see you. Jimmy, what do you think here? Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, we've said it over and over again. Just the best team line one through four depth, uh, one through six yeah. on the blue line depth. Aiden Hill was spectacular. And congrats to Bruce Cassidy, someone you know very well. Uh, yeah. Obviously, a Stanley Cup champion now after coming up just short with Boston a few years ago against St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, obviously, very happy for Butch. Uh, you know, look, he he earned it. He deserved it. I, I'm on record as, you know, still saying I, I thought that it was a mistake. You know, I can't argue with what the Bruins did during the regular season, but I think the lack of experience 
you know, for Montgomery showed in that playoff series against Florida. Um, and, you know, Butch's experience paid off for the right team, uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. And, you know, I think we'd said this before, and it, it's ironic that I think that if he had the defense he has in Vegas in 2019 against St. Louis, which ironically Petrangelo was on, uh, he would have, they would have beat the blues. I think that was a difference was they just had that, that big gritty defense that could move the puck and, and made you pay in front of the net and in the corners. And I think that's what we saw happen to Florida as well. And they, they would and obviously we're finding out now, but like most teams in the finals, Florida was really beat up. I get it, but still, I mean, that's, that's the price you pay in the Stanley cup playoffs when you make it that far. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that was the difference there was that towering defense and, you mentioned Aiden Hill. He really came into his own there, so I'm happy for him as well. A lot of great stories in Vegas. I thought it was really classy by Cassidy, too, to start the the Misfits line in game uh, game five there, and, and also the way that uh, Mark Stone handed the trophy off to those guys first. So uh, good story all around. Uh, congratulations to Florida on a great run as well. Um, the, you know, I, I'm with you, though, Ian. I don't think this team – I think they caught lightning in a bottle. I don't think that it's going to be this great next year that I think they could make the playoffs who knows, but they're going to be beat up by the time the season rolls around. They're saying they might still be missing some guys. Uh, so it could be a rough start for them. So I'm with you. They're a bet against team to start the season off. Maybe they turn it around by American Thanksgiving as for Vegas. Look, they've got their own cap issues. I, I got the feeling. I don't think Barbashev will be back. Uh, he's just, he's probably the, the biggest player right now and the best player on the free agent market. So you can't blame him for testing the market. But other than that, I mean, they, they still have a good team there. And, and, you know, when all was said and done, the best team won. And uh, I'm glad to see it. Uh, Cassidy's bringing it back to Cape Cod, Rich, from what I've seen. Is Cape Cod yes. going to get the uh, attention? He yeah, there he is. Well, it's what funny you bring, he brings that up. So the other night, you know, I was up writing after pretty late. Sorry, guys, my green scheme keeps rolling around there. Uh, so the other night I'm up there and, you know, I, I broke that story cause I knew he was going to do that. He, he'd actually said it to, he told me once that he would do it. And then he also, uh, said on the Jeff Merrick show. And so I said, yeah, Cassie's bringing it to the Cape. And this guy comes at me. He's like, Cape Breton. I go, no, Cape Cod. He has a house. He goes, how do you know? He didn't say that. He goes, he just said it like three times. He said it to three different, uh, interviews. And the guy's like, no, you're wrong. You're, you're just creating rumors. Cause that's all you, I'm, what is your problem, man? The guy was like this adamant that it was Cape Breton. I'm like, listen, man, Cape Breton has nothing to do with this right now. No. He has a house. He goes there every summer in Cape Cod. And so, yeah, the, the cup is coming there. Uh, hopefully I get an invite and hopefully uh, maybe Maddie can go and uh, be with the cup for the third time in her life. I, I mean, you guys now, now Maddie, story, if, right? you, if you get to go there for the Stanley Cup, you won't be obviously able to drink beer out of it. So you got to find some <laughs> other liquid. Didn't a couple players eat cereal out of it? Yeah, I have seen yeah. that. Yeah, that's been a big yeah. thing over the years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think uh, she could do that. But, you know, Maddie, uh, her first year of existence, I mean, only a month after she was born, she was sitting in the cup. Uh, when the Bruins won it. And then the following year, my buddy, Steve Greeley, who's with Dallas now, was with L.A. So he got us to his cup party, and Maddie got to sit in the cup again. Wow. So in, in, the, in the first two years of her life, she was sitting in the cup. Nice. How about that, Maddie? I don't know <laughs> when yeah. that. <laughs> right. And Maddie, that's at that Stanley Cup. I don't care what anyone says. That's the best, most beautiful trophy there is. Uh, that you can't yep. beat it. it she it, couldn't believe it. They have all the names on it. I was telling yeah. her that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was going to ask Maddie, you remember that? You wouldn't have remembered that at that No, age. she was too no young. She's too good. <laughs> no way. No way. But, uh, yeah, at least seeing the visual evidence that, uh, yep. Maddie, that you were in the Stanley Cup. She was, in, she was in the Boston Herald the next day after the first time. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> you get your name in the picture in the newspaper, you're a star. Uh, yeah you're a star everyone's gonna know uh everyone's gonna know at at that point yeah uh incredible incredible stuff and yeah obviously the stanley cup will be in canada quite a bit as well with all the uh, vegas golden knights players that are uh canadian as well so congrats to uh, them just an outstanding accomplishment it's good we have jimmy here because uh, there are a couple news items uh worthy uh jesper bratt's just been re-upped long term by the new jersey devils uh they were looking to get that done uh, I think it's a, a solid deal. It's someone that uh, they wanted to lock up long-term. I'll be honest, though. I did not like his playoffs. I did not for the uh, New yeah. Jersey Devils. I thought he had a tough – but he had an excellent regular season. But eight-year extension, average annual value, $7.87 million. Uh, that's not bad. That's not bad. I, I hope I, – I just wish the playoff uh, production was better from uh, Brad. Mm-hmm. And it's one year. This whole team, they're in the playoffs for the first time. So – it's not telling. We can't just label one bad playoff year and say, "Oh, this guy can't play in the playoffs, can't produce. No. He doesn't step up." Give him another year. Give him a couple of years in the playoffs. Then, if he struggles again, then we got a question: Oh, is he a guy that's capable in the playoffs? But I don't mind that sign. And then the other big piece of news: Jimmy John Leclaire added to the uh, Flyers' uh, front office. They're all of a sudden putting together a nice little all-star lineup of former Flyers here: Briere, yeah. GM Jonesy, now at the president's uh, chair, and now John Leclaire. Uh, joining pretty, the mix, so certainly good, got really, a lot of experience there and uh, and hockey acumen. Yeah, I think it's great. They're gonna have a good beer league team, I'll tell you that, or a good alumni team. Yeah, uh, they they really, I'll tell you, they. I like what Daniel Beer has done so far. He, you know, he, he surrounded himself with some good people. Uh, I think you know, and Patrick Sharp was in, hired yesterday. I'm hearing he's going to do more player development. He's he's worked with kids. I know he's coached a couple of youth teams and uh you know junior teams so uh i like what they're doing right now and i think there's a lot more change coming too i think he, there's still going to be some really bold moves obviously carter hart's name keeps coming up now i'm seeing travis konechny potentially uh being on the trade blocks will be interesting but back to the devil's one guys i haven't been able to see the details did he get a no trade or no move in there uh, I'm just looking. I, I don't. I don't think I've seen anything announced in that regard. Okay. As far as no trade clause, uh, it doesn't look like it. At least yeah. as of right now. Maybe so it kicks in later or something. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think he still has some things to prove. I think that's a good deal though for both sides, the player and the team. I just wonder now. You know, how are they going to afford? They still have cap space, but how are they going to afford to keep Meyer and Sharon Gavich as well? I think Sharon Gavich will be the odd man out there. Yeah, because again, as much as they've got cap room and they want to, you know, lock up a majority of their core young group uh, for the long term, they're not going to be able to keep everybody. And you would think when you've got Jack Hughes coming down the line and, uh, you know, he sheer, and then of course you're going to have Luke Hughes down the road too. Because keep in mind, he's going to be a big integral part of the Devils long term. You can't keep everybody. And, you know, that's where you have to trim some of the fat. And she, uh, Sharon Govich could fall in. Uh, to uh, that category uh, as we always do with our uh, season finale how much time jimmy do you have by the way uh, we got about another uh, five to ten minutes perfect because now we can uh, keep you on while we do this annual tradition here on our season finale show we look at the futures board for next season uh-huh. 2023-2024 uh and uh it's uh, already i'm always i'm already looking at it and seeing that we've got some interesting Value options already. We'll see if we can bring it up on the screen here. There we go. Courtesy of Bet365. Uh, these are the uh, current 
Stanley Cup futures. There it is, 2023-2024. The Colorado Avalanche, the favorites, plus 850 mm. right now to uh, win the Stanley Cup. I mean, are you really kidding me, guys? I mean, Toronto Maple Leafs, the second favorite. Oh, here we go again at plus 900. I mean, every year they're like second favorite or right up there. I mean, it's like they're trying to goad everyone into thinking that they have a chance or, yeah. or something, that this is finally going to be the year. It's like, wow, the odds makers really think tr- this is going to be the year for Toronto. Let's bet it, you know, at plus 900. Uh, you won't be seeing me getting to that price with the Leafs. Not a chance. Uh, so plus 900 with Toronto there. How are they, you know, at level terms with Edmonton at plus 900? How are they ahead of the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas <laughs> Golden Knights, at, at plus 1,100? That boggles the mind right now as far as the pricing for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. The Devils kind of appealing because of the great strides they made this year, uh, 11 to 1. You know, can they shore up goaltending, a little more defensive depth, get a little tougher and more physical, kind of like a Vegas did it was this year and getting to the Stanley Cup. So, but New Jersey is an interesting, it's one of the favorites. You know, New Jersey's kind of appealing. Rangers, 13 to 1. You know, they took a step back this year, but they welcome in Peter Laviolette, who has gotten teams to a Stanley Cup final in three different places. Therefore, 13 to 1. Carolina, 14. Tampa Bay, 15. Their window, you know, is it closing? Dallas, 17 to 1. We like Dallas quite a bit. Uh, this year can they uh, rev it up again next year there's florida 18 kings are interesting at 18 to 1 wild 30 to 1 i think alex is saying a hard no on that one right at 30 to 1 the uh, minnesota wild calgary flames 30 to 1 winnipeg jets 33 to 1 i'm actually surprised winnipeg's that high up with all the uh, changes that are likely going to happen there uh, in the offseason pittsburgh 33 to 1 buffalo sabers there's expectation they at least make the playoffs next year or have a good chance 33 to 1, Ottawa 35 to 1. Here's the one that stands out here to me. How on earth are the Seattle Kraken 35 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup right now with the strides they made, with the speed they have throughout that lineup, which is key to success these days, with a blue line that showed they're not only mobile, but they're big. You know, they were, you know, they've got Larson's a big guy, Olaxiak's a big guy. Uh, Vince Dunn had a great season on their blue line. How are they 35 to one uh, right now to win the Stanley Cup with the impressive season they had? They got to the second round. They're one win away from being a conference final team this year. They lost in seven to Dallas in the second round. Uh, to me, that is value right there. I think of all the value on this board right now for next season as far as futures are concerned. I don't see a greater value than Seattle at 35 to one. I've got to put that in pocket. I already have put that in pocket. Uh, I think it's something you got to look at. Alex, what do you think of the uh, futures looks for uh, early first look at the futures for next season? I'd say it's never been in more imperative in history to shop around wherever you are in the world because mm-hmm. you've seen that 35 to 1 at Bet365. If I go to Bet Online right now, I see 26 to 1 on Seattle to win the oh, Stanley wow. Cup. If I go to Bet MGM, I see 50 to 1 on Seattle to win the oh, Stanley Cup. Oh, wow. So, Shop that's around. Amazing. That's amazing. And, and, and when I saw that 50 to one, that's when it really uh, sparked my attention. But yeah, even at 35, like I said, this is a Seattle team that made incredible strides. Uh, and I think people still kind of you know, overlook them even while in the playoffs. Yeah. Time. So there's great value there in, in that. And I'm not one to make uh, futures bets this early, but Seattle is definitely one of the teams I'll have circles for sure. Yeah. Jimmy, what do you think here? I, I don't understand it, guys. And look, I, I think obviously so much of this will change within the next month, given the draft and all the trades that will go down and then free agency. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I don't know, you know, do, do they watch the games? Do they do they pay attention? I mean, like seriously, with Toronto being where they are and then Seattle being where they are it makes no sense to me, but I'll tell you I I do like looking at the Rangers. Um as you said, Laviolette, he, that's what he's there for. He's he's going to come in. He's great in the first one to three years and then he'll get fired. And that's it. You know, yeah. and like he'll he'll either take you all the way or you'll get close. Um so I think they take it to the next level again. I like them a lot. I think they're worth uh, some value there, but I'm definitely going to give a shot on Seattle as well. I don't get how, I mean, I get looking at the Bruins. I'm surprised they're so far up there right now. You don't know what that roster is going to look like with all the things that Don Sweeney has to do. And on top of that, they choked. Uh, they're not, they're not what we thought they were in the regular season. So I, it, it's very interesting to me to see like that the Stanley cup champions aren't higher right now. You know, so much for recency bias. Uh, I don't think it's happening here. It's this is more like uh, every year bias. <laughs> it's, it's the same. I old. think part of it too is it's damn tough to repeat. But still, I mean, yeah. that's yeah. I mean, I, mean, I know it's damn hard to repeat. But Toronto ahead of them, New Jersey Toronto ahead of them. Be ahead of them. Yeah. New Jersey, well, no, Las Vegas, they're ahead of them. <laughs> but you got all right. You guys got to understand why Toronto's that high. It has nothing to do with how well they play. It's because they're a name and because everybody who. Thinks Toronto's yeah. going to win it this year. They're going to go bet. It's like the Chicago Cubs are always a top. They don't want favorite. liability. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And so yeah. So it has nothing to do with with their quality. I mean, they could sell the team, you know, sell half the, of the key pieces, and they'd still be probably middle of the road. I think when they were back in the day when they were awful, I think they were still like twenty to one when they should have been like fifty to right. one. So you'll never get a true price on, on Toronto at any point ever to win the cup. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely truth to that because they realize and it's a, it's they also have to be prepared for how many people are going to bet the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, for sure, and that's uh, every year. Uh, anyone, Jimmy, in the longer shots that you like other than uh, Seattle? Anyone else that stands out? But Seattle was the clear choice to me. I know occupancy in our chat says how are teams that didn't make the playoffs last year like Calgary, um, like Pittsburgh, uh, like Buffalo, like Ottawa ahead of the New York Islanders. You know, it's, mm. it's a, it's a fair point. It's a fair yep. point. The New York yep. Islanders at 50 to one, you know, it does feel like the Islanders are undervalued a little bit, but I just think there's so much up in the air with them next year. And considering, I think a lot of teams in the East are going to be better like Buffalo and Ottawa and Detroit uh, in particular are going to be knocking on the door of knocking out, out one of these teams that did make it this yeah. year. So that's the big question here yeah. uh, moving forward. Like um, the, the New York Islanders could be one of those teams that get knocked out for a Buffalo this year or an Ottawa or a Detroit. So I get it. But if you base it on last year, you're right. It looks like the New York Islanders at 50 to one is just a little bit of an absurd price because they've at least made the playoffs in how many straight years now, Barry Trotz. And then of course, last year with Lane Lambert. And, so, they, got a goalie. and they have a goalie in Sorokin. That's true. I think just because of that, too, that Sorokin has established himself as a damn good yeah. goaltender. Why not take a 50 to one? Yeah. And I look at guys, I mean, look, you look at all these right now, how much will, because we're going to see a lot of movement in terms of goalies. So how much will that yep. goalie market yep. affect this within the next month or so? I mean, I look maybe at New Jersey, right? New Jersey's already up there. You, you should jump. If you like New Jersey, jump on them now, because if they go out and get a legit goalie, yeah. You're not going to get those odds anymore. It's going to get even higher, you know? So um, that's a, a thing to keep an eye on. I think that's really going to determine the fluctuation of the market uh, within the next month. Yeah. Yeah, no I doubt. agree. There, there's certain teams that I would look at right now 
And the majority of teams, I would just completely wait because, like I said, the goaltending move and, and, and the trades and the draft, mm-hmm. they're all going to dictate so many different things. One team I would look at moving kind of back up toward the top that uh, I think has some good value. And I said, you know, when they got knocked out in the first round, I said it's probably one of the best things that could happen to them. They finally have a summer off. That's the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I've seen them 15 to 1, 16 to yeah. 1. Uh, we shop around. They will certainly be ready to come back guns blazing. They know that the Atlantic was a mess last year. You know, they saw Boston dominate in the regular season and choking the playoffs. They saw their rivals, Florida, win the East. Uh, so now that Prince of Wales trophy has stayed in the Sunshine State for four years. They like to bring it back to their side uh, of the state for sure. You got Vasilevsky yes. finally rested and back. Uh, that's a team that can make a couple moves and they can be right there in the thick of things. So 15 to 1, that's a good price. Carolina, too. Yep. Carolina, too. Yep. I mean, yeah. Who knows what they do? I think. And another team that can make another goalie move. move. Yeah, that could be a goalie yeah. move there, too. The LA Kings, speaking of goalies, I think if they get a legit number one, I, I like Corpusella, but, you know, if they, if they could go out and get somebody higher than him, they're a legit team to watch, too. And I've already heard okay. that Corpus Allo more than likely not coming back to LA, so they got to do something. They can't just have Copley do number one. You know, well, they just weren't. They didn't. There was a rumor that they were in on. Um, yeah, it fell through. They had a. They were talking to Nashville about Saros. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, they wow. were talking about that, but but Nashville wants that the starting asking price is two twenty twenty three first round picks, a grade A prospect, and a roster player. Is what they want. So. Wow! Oh, so they don't they don't know about UC Soros? <laughs> <laughs> Ask that much? That's insane. Car- I mean, didn't they yeah, say Carter Hart was going to command two first round picks too? Like what? What are these teams doing right now? Yeah. I know, I these know. Though no, they set the bar, prices are off. Yeah, off I mean, the rails. That's how bargaining goes. Yeah. yeah, that's how that's how you do it. I get it, but they, yeah, they're not worth that. <laughs> no. yeah. they'll, they'll downsize that to offer in a hurry, uh, no doubt, because they're not going to get anybody receptive to that kind of crap. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, but uh, there you go. There's our first look. You're right. A Tampa, that's a great point Alex made about Tampa Bay, right? The biggest gripe we had is that, you know, the core's older. They've been playing every year, but they finally got rest, right? Because they got knocked out mm. in the first round by Toronto this year. Uh, and now they're finally going to have a little bit more maybe gas in the tank for a, a full season and a playoff run next year. And, you know, you still are going to have Stamkos and Kucherov and Point and Hedman and that core and Vasilevsky and Net. Uh, and as long as you've got that group there, you know, and you make some changes around them, uh, you're going to have a chance maybe. So it's going to be interesting to see what we get from the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Lightning uh, next season. Uh, before we wrap up the show, we'll let Jimmy and Maddie uh, move along so that they can enjoy the rest of their day. But we can't let you go, guys, without saying, Jimmy, again, uh, thanks for the contributions all year to the show. Uh, this was our uh, – I know – Coming into the season, I was distraught when I when you told me that hey, the job and the duties at Boston Hockey yeah. now were not going to allow me to be on every day, uh, but uh, it was still great. We got you on pretty much every week or most weeks uh, throughout mm-hmm. the uh, season, once a week, and uh, we still stay in touch regularly. So it's ended up working out quite well. And I know certainly for you, from a, a work and life life standpoint, it's been better. Uh, so it's good things all around. Uh, and Jimmy, uh, thanks again for uh, joining us throughout the season. Yeah. Of course, guys. And, uh, you know, keep in touch. And, uh, you know, if I can, I'll come on for the free agency show, too. So let me know. Yeah, we do. Once, once we have the date confirmed for that, we will pass it along to you. Maddie, thanks for joining us. Special guest. Any closing remarks, Maddie, before you go? Go Bruins. 
Go Bruins. Oh, <laughs> I won't be betting their futures next year, Maddie. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Right, see you guys. Maddie, see ya. Good to see you, Jimmy. We'll see you later. All right. Cheers. There we go. Cheers. Jimmy and Maddie uh, Murphy with us there. Uh, absolutely uh, terrific. Uh, great to see Maddie. You know, it's funny. It's, I think Maddie was with us at one of our last shows last year as well. So it's yeah. mm-hmm. almost becoming like a little bit of a, an annual tradition here uh, on the Ice Guys show. Um, we're going to run the ads and then we'll do our goodbyes and, um, you know, for the season. And we do want to remind you again, though, um, patreon.com slash Ice Guys. Yes. Make sure you're going there. Make sure you're signing up. Make sure if you've been subscribed and signed up all season, you don't say, well, you know what? The season's over now. I'm going to take a few months off because if you do that, you're going to miss out on a bunch of great content that we've got. We're going to have our players suite series uh, of interviews with current and former uh, NHL players uh, and other pro hockey players throughout the summer. Like we're going to be recording a bunch of them in the months of July and August uh, and we're really looking forward to it. We've got some great names confirmed. We've got some that are on the fence that are just trying to get some time uh, carved out so that they can join us. And it's a long list. Uh, and so we're going to have a bunch of great interviews over the summer. We're looking forward to it. And it will all be Patreon exclusive. So uh, definitely make sure you check it out. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys. It's just $10 a month because you're, we're going to have some. Uh, the stories that you're going to hear are probably going to be incredible. Uh, there's certainly uh, some people that have retired in hockey that are actually working in uh, the front office in some capacity, either managing or scouting that are be joining us as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, great interviews lined up throughout the summer months. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys. Make sure you're signed up there. If not already, $10 a month. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, your Patreon pledges go a long way to support the, the podcast and everything that we do throughout the entire year. And uh, we're really happy to, to bring you this player suite special. And, and we're really trying to, you know, work this up and make this something up, be entertaining for everybody. And uh, like I said, we're looking forward to it. So we've already got stuff up now. If you haven't seen it, you know, even going back to the beginning of the, uh, or during the season, we had a couple of interviews and stuff before. Some of those older interviews we might put on the on the, the uh, full YouTube page moving forward. But all of the new stuff for the player suite, that will be exclusive to Patreon.com. It's just $10 a month. Like I said, you're really helping out the – the podcast when you sign up for that so definitely check that out and also check out the ice guys store as well iceguys.myspreadshop.com we got all the caps we got all the t-shirts we've got all kind of great stuff we've also got the limited edition store which those items will change over uh going into the fall so i'll have that link on our twitter page as well at the underscore ice guys of course follow us on twitter follow me at ax sports follow ian at Bobano, and follow our main page at the underscore ice guys Absolutely. Follow it all. And again, uh, we are, this is our last live show until next season, other than our live free agency recap show, which we do every year in July, but that doesn't mean we're going away for good. It's like I said on Twitter, when I posted the link for this season finale edition of the show, it's not goodbye. It's just so long for now. Uh, And that's essentially, that's essentially what it is. And like I said, you're going to see us a bunch. We're going to keep the content flowing uh, with the Patreon exclusive player suite interviews throughout July uh, and August. And we'll be, like I say, recording, I think anywhere from four to six per month uh, of those interviews. So uh, we're looking forward to that. And uh, that'll be a big part of the uh, July and August months. And then once those two months pass by, we do all those interviews and um, 
it's going to be September again, and the season will be right around the corner. So uh, it's amazing how quickly the summer goes by. And when you do a show seven days a week for much of the season, you'd really be surprised how quickly the summer goes by uh, because it feels like the uh, downtime and the rest does not last very long. Uh, that is uh, for sure. Um, but uh, we will do our grand goodbyes and uh, some thank yous uh, and uh, well wishes uh, coming up in just a moment. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. For the final time this season, we'll hear from our great sponsors, and we thank them for sp uh, sponsoring the show and being with us at least for the second half of the season, a little bit longer than that. One final time, Gramco and Manscaped. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair uh, and among other things. Uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right. Um, where to begin? Um, where to begin? It's unbelievable. It's been six years, six full years, because the first year was, you could say seven, but in this first year, it wasn't a full season. Uh, we started in the playoffs only, but six full seasons from October to June. We have been here doing the Ice Guys show, and it has been a blast every single year. 
uh, and it was once again this year. Um, there's too many people to thank. First of all, we thank uh, everybody that watches, everybody that listens uh, every single day. We appreciate it very much on YouTube and in podcast form. Uh, we thank, obviously, all the guests that have joined us this year, uh, whether just uh, one-time guests or guests that have actually been on multiple times uh, throughout the uh, season with us. Um, there's just too many to name, um, but uh, definitely, you know, Brandon DeFazio, Ray Bryce has popped around uh, up every few uh, times during the uh, season. We've had just so many. Eddie Lack, of course, who was great and would actually jump on some of the betcasts uh, with us and is uh, big time now into betting. And I think I think we've helped him in that regard a little bit with him being on the show uh, multiple times. Just so many great guests throughout the course of the year that we've been able to interview. Uh, and then we thank them for uh, taking the time to join us. And it's, you know, we, we try to, we always try to remember how we got here and how, what people are here for. And people are here for the betting. People are here for picks. People are here for sides, totals, player props, discussion. And I know some people get frustrated sometimes when we're doing the interviews and they say, hey, get to the picks, get to the picks. But we, we also want the hockey element to be part of this show. The intangibles, talking to people that have had that dressing room real life experience, you know, with a hockey team. And I think it's a benefit to the show. I think it makes for great, you know, content, great stories, things that, you know, stuff that people would be for their true, hardcore, passionate hockey fans would be interested in hearing. Uh, So that is definitely why we have those uh, interviews and uh, no question about that. Um, we, uh, we enjoy them and, and so many of our guests have been great. Uh, no question about that. The rants we appre- thank you, Mario. You're right. That's some of the best part of this show is the rants that we have, uh, here uh, on the uh, ice guys show. I enjoy them. And usually if uh, a topic fires me up or I get a little pissed about something, I will not hesitate, uh, to talk about it and yell about it. And the fact that, uh, uh, people are able to, uh, get, um, you know, enjoyment out of that. I appreciate it uh, very much, but you know, great show. And I also want to say a thank you to Kevin beach uh, as well. Kevin beach, uh, who is with us a bunch this year, kind of became a weekend contributor, uh, did a great job, very good with player props. And, uh, we thank uh, him for uh, joining us, uh, throughout the season multiple times. We hope Kevin, uh, will be able to join us as well next season. And I'm going to thank, uh, a guy that looks like he's getting a little emotional here next to me, uh, Alex B. Smith for just a great friend, uh, a great colleague on this show. And man, and I know what he's probably thinking right now. Lots of uh, personal struggles, personal uh, turmoil. I mean, you lose your father this past year. Uh, we know that is a, extremely hard. Um, and uh, we know we've got your back. Um, and, and to make matters worse, you think Alex doesn't deal with enough. You know, he's had so much on his plate. I'm even seeing the last few days. This little bar in Minnesota that he loves passionately, Allery's, he's been going there for as long as I've known this guy. You know, it, it's closing down. I mean, you can't script this shit. You, you really can't at this point with uh, everything that has gone on. And Alex, you persevered through it all. You're a great friend. I've always got your back. We always have your back here, the viewers and the listeners as well. We're here. We support you at all times, Alex. And uh, it's great to do this with you every single year. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. You know, just turned 34, and I always laughed at my dad as he got older. I always cry a lot more. And I was like, well, my dad never cried when he was when I was a little kid, but then as he got older, I just, I guess, he realized that, you know, over the years, you see things change and grow. And like I said, you know, having a lot of personal stuff as well, but 
knowing that I've always had this show to rely on in the last couple of years has been uh, it's been huge. So thank you, Ian. Thank you, everybody who's watched. Thank you, everybody who's listened. Thank you, everybody who shared. You know, link on Twitter. Uh, just a kind word. I'm just reading all the stuff in the chat. Just everybody's just been so awesome. And uh, you know, yeah, this, this day is where it's just really hard. You know, betting every day for a living is not easy. Uh, talking about sports every day for a living is not easy. I mean, it seems great on the surface, and, and we love it, right? Like, this is what yeah. we love to do. I, I I couldn't imagine life without sports. I wouldn't want to live a life without sports. But, uh, you know, just trying to, to bring the best content for you guys and stay true to ourselves <laughs> and do that, it's a lot. And, and it may not seem like much from these little small cameras and this setup and, and being on YouTube, but we put a lot into what we bring you every single day. And, and the work never stops. You know, it's it's around the clock. We're texting each other the internet at 2 in the morning, coming up with ideas. And countless times, by the way. Countless, countless times. And so... <laughs> You know, it's uh, we're always you know thinking, and I've always got the wheels turning, and that's why you know I'm constantly working on the on putting stuff in the store, and you know, you know, coming up with new ideas for things for the Patreon, and and, and just we want to make this thing bigger and better because we love the sport of hockey, we love you guys, we love people who bet on hockey, and you know, every year that we get keep hearing like said about you know Eddie laugh, you know, now he likes betting, and, and the fact that we might have helped with that, that's amazing. The people who I come to year after year and email me or DM me and say, you know, I didn't even care about hockey until I listened to you on the Ice Guys or on a podcast talking about the Ice Guys talking about hockey. And now I'm a fan of the game or now I've been on the game or I'm both. Those things mean so much. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nothing more to be said. I mean, we okay, we, we don't have a show without any everybody that watches, everybody that joined us on the betcast. You know how fun the betcasts have become. I mean, they are just it's 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 like we've got a, a brand new group of friends so that we have formed from that betcast. I mean, just and you know who you are, the ones that joined us regularly, you know, occupancy and uh uh Rich H and uh Perlo and John Massey and uh you know just countless number uh Landon joined us a bunch of times this year on the uh, BetCast. Uh, you know who you are and many more uh, that joined us regularly on the uh, BetCast throughout the uh, season. Um, lots of fun. Like I say, we formed a community almost here with the Ice Guys show uh, and a family type of environment where we bring together people that love hockey, that are sports into sports betting, that do it for a, if not a living, you know, do it seriously, you know, for supplemental income. Uh, and you know, we've come together and it's, and it's, it's such a credit to everybody that watches and listens to the show. I'm watching YouTube, you know, comments throughout the season where there's every show, almost there's someone that is going to bring up a comment on YouTube while we're doing the show live saying, man, I wish I had thought of that or man, what a great angle that is. What, what, what a, what a theory that is. What a great idea uh, that was. And that's a credit to you guys because you guys know your shit. You guys know the game. You guys know the sport, too. I mean, I'd like to think I do. Alex likes to think he does, and we we think we do. But, man, to think we're the only ones, that couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, you guys know hockey. You've contributed great ideas, great thoughts, great opinions just in our chats throughout the season. Don't don't think I don't look at them. I mean, I honestly don't mention the chat comments as probably as much as I should, but don't take that for I'm not looking or yeah. I'm not seeing them. 
uh, because I am. And believe me, you guys are, are a big part of what makes this show work. And from the bottom of our hearts, we thank you uh, for it. Uh, one last time for my guy, Alex B. Smith, uh, I am Ian Cameron. Uh, have a great summer. We will be back for our live free agency show. Check out Patreon, yes. where we'll do our player suite interviews throughout the summer. Uh, looking forward to those. And for one final time, presented by the National Hockey Now Network, the Ice Guys, we out. <laughs>